Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. My heart. <laughs> I wanted to start this intro with like crying and acting sad and stuff like that. But because I have headphones on, I'm hearing myself pretty well. And it's it's kind of pathetic, you know. Like my fake tears were pathetic. But I'm gonna start with something romantic. I feel like I should start with something that probably has like roses at the beginning, like maybe roses or uh, Nah, nah, I give up. Nah, nah, nah. I'm just not cut for this. Nah, nah. Wait, guys, disclaimer. The fact that I failed to successfully have a romantic intro about the great Leo Messi living Barcelona does not mean Tana is not a romantic guy. No, that, no, that's not what it means, okay? It just means... I don't know, like... Right now, I'm stuck between, like, trying to be romantic. Proof to you guys that, yes, I can, I can, I can, I can, I can, I can play with those words, you know? Make you get in your feelings and stuff like that. But <laughs> to be fair, I'll just save myself the embarrassment. I just get right into the podcast, but I am romantic still. Yes, I, I feel that this it happens once in a while. Okay, yes, of course. Like, like even Messi did not win every game. Okay, he bottled the last few years in the Champions League. Yes. Okay, so like, if you if you still feel Messi is great, then I am romantic. Let's settle that. Let's let's settle that. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome. I am Lotana Urche. In case you didn't know already, and if you didn't know, well, that's sad. Very sad. Today, I'll be analyzing Barcelona's chances, their hope for next season. I'm going to analyze their squad in detail. But of course, it's, got, it's not going to be long at all. Of course, we do not have all day. I do not have all day as well. As you know, I've got to eat. I've always got to eat. You know, I can't just talk for 20 minutes without going to my fridge. And uh, yeah, you know I'm a foodie. So I actually don't eat that much, by the way. <laughs> not, not every 20 minutes, but I mean, yeah, I'm not going to talk all day. So yes, right into it now. Barcelona squad is, I must say, it's it's a mix of different things. But before I go into it, I want to pay tribute to the great man, Leo Messi. Shout out to Messi. He was in my era, Tana's era. I wasn't in Messi's era. Okay, Messi was in my era. And in my era, there were also great players like Lord Bettner and Paulinho. And Messi still managed to be the best in this era. So shout, I forgot, Ragnar Klavan. Oh my goodness, what an era. And Messi still managed to be the best in this era of so many great footballers, you know. 
It's it's unbelievable stuff from Leo Messi. Now analyzing Barcelona squad and their chances for next season. I'm gonna make hot predictions here. You know, I don't shy away from them predictions. I never shy away from them predictions. And Barcelona, of course, their number one keeper, Mark Andre Stegen, whom suffered a bad injury, of course. Uh, but I don't know how he's gonna recover and stuff like that. But of course, they have Neto. Neto is 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 alright. He's alright, to be honest. And that's not the problem here. Okay, it might prove to be a problem, but that's not the problem. The problem here now for me in Barcelona is their defense because it's very tricky. Now, they have a lot of young players like Ronaldo Arrejo. They have Sergio Dest, massive fan. Dude. They have Emerson Royal, the Brazilian. Uh, they have Eric Garcia, the Spaniard. Uh, I'm just looking for the young players. They also have uh, Oscar Mingueza. Yes, they also have Oscar Mingueza. They also have uh, Ramos Mingo. They also have Musa Wagi. Yeah. And the, the older heads in the squad are like... Umtiti is still, still in his 20s, by the way. But let me just say Umtiti, Sergio Roberto, PK, uh, Longley is, is not old. But let me just call Longley, Jody Alba. Yeah, these guys. And it's it's a bit of a mix. Because if I want to analyze it... Like, the most exciting prospect in Barcelona's defense for me is Sergio Dest. Uh, he didn't always play, of course. And, and yes, as much as he should, you know. But I really rate this guy highly. It's strictly my opinion. I believe Sergio Dest will be a world beater if things, if his development goes all right. He's very talented. I really respect and appreciate his talent. I think he's so good. And if he keeps playing for Barcelona and he keeps like improving and like everything goes well in terms of his development, I expect big things from Sergio Dest. He's more than capable to be the starting right back of football club Barcelona. Yes, I said that. I believe in that guy. Uh, for Ronaldo Araujo, I mean, it's a mix. Uh, uh, he's decent, okay? I'm not going to hype him up like I just hyped Sergio in your desk because I don't really do that at all. But I believe he's decent. For Piquet, Piquet is a bit of a mix. Like, you know, you have people who give Piquet a lot of stick, who really uh, curse Piquet, who really say Piquet is this, that, all sorts of bad things. I have people who really big Piquet up and really say he's all sorts of good things. I mean, it's kind of a mix between the two. But I feel Piquet is a decent centre-back still at this age. I feel he's good. I feel he's going to play most games. I feel he's all right. Okay, but... Uh, like, I mean, I don't see how Barcelona shouldn't be looking for centre-back options. But you can't blame them. They can't look for any options when right now all that's on their head is how to offload players because of the because of the financial mess this Marmoth club, football club Barcelona, have found themselves in thanks to the past management. It's crazy how Barcelona really mismanaged to this extent. Well, let me keep moving on. Purely analysis, not finances here. Just purely football analysis. You have Clement Longley, who did well in his first season at uh, Barcelona coming in from fellow Spanish side Sevilla. But I, I don't know what happened. Like, maybe it's injuries. Maybe it's what? Longley is just not... He's just not it anymore. The saddest of them all is Samuel Umtiti. World Cup winner. World beater that guy was. I would never forget. Umtiti was so good. In my opinion, at a point, probably the best centre-back in world football. I'm very serious when I say this. Umtiti was so good. Uh, but these injuries happen, man, and Umtiti just not there. A lot of people have said that he sacrificed his knee for the World Cup, you know, African man juju stuff. I don't know. It's just it's just word on the street. I'm not going to say that is true. Samuel Umtiti, if you listen to some, oh my goodness, I'm going to say if you listen to some more talk soccer podcast. Umtiti, you don't own a podcast. Sorry, I'm talking about myself. Umtiti, if you listen to my podcast, okay, you can just send me a DM. Hey, guy, I, I sacrificed my knee for World Cup, okay, but keep it on the low. I won't talk about it in the next episode, okay, Umtiti. Yeah, moving on from Umtiti. You have Musawagi as well, who really impressed for Senegal in the World Cup. Um, and Barcelona, of course, got him. And, of course, he played for Barca B and uh, stuff like that. But, I, I, like, I've not seen a lot for Baguette to feel like he should go uh, to the first team. And, again, you have you have Sergio Dest. And Sergio Roberto can also deputize for Sergio Dest, in my opinion. So, 
the, the defense is not all that. Sorry, I forgot to give shout out to my man, Mingetha. Oscar Mingetha actually impressed me last season. Like, he wasn't perfect, but he did all right, you know, for his first season, uh, playing consistently as a Barcelona uh, first team player. It was impressive. He also could play the right back position and play the center back position. I mean, he wasn't perfect, but he did a good job, I mean, and I have to give him credit, Oscar Mingetha. Now, the midfield is a bit more, uh, it's a bit better because just because of, of the sheer quality of one man here, Frankie de Jong. I felt like even Frankie de Jong at Ajax, Frankie de Jong after Barcelona bought him, Frankie de Jong after a lot of those international performances was overhyped. Now, this is not to say that Frankie de Jong wasn't an outstanding footballer. In the season where Ajax had a very good run in the Champions League, I made a, I made a, I made an episode that was in 2019, two years ago, over two years ago, when I made a podcast episode talking about the top, uh, the top 20 or top 30 central midfielders in Europe that season. That was the 18-19 season, if I remember correctly. And uh, yes, I, I think I put, I put Donny Van de Beek above Frankie de Jong. What does that mean? That means that yes, I recognized him, but I just felt like he was a bit too overhyped in my opinion. Like I saw all Frankie de Jong did in my opinion. It was just not as impressive as people made it out to be. Okay. I feel Frankie de Jong is the is the player, that high player who was bought for I don't know 75 million or what. Crazy amount of money, by the way. Because Frankie de Jong learned a lot last season, playing on that Roma command as his club side manager. He just turned into a different kind of beast. I mean, defensive. We all know what Frankie can do in terms of retention and in terms of his defensive athleticism. But now he's taking this attribute, which is the athleticism, the awareness, and converting it into an attacking, um, into an attacking way. You know what I'm saying? That's being able to read the spaces offensively, move into those spaces offensively, make those third man runs, and actually score a lot of goals. Like I mean. You don't have to score goals as a central midfielder who does as much as Frankie does defensively and in terms of controlling the tempo and beating the press and actually uh, starting offense. You don't have to score goals. You don't have to. But when you now add goals, this makes you an unbelievable player. It's just like when people come and discredit Ramos for scoring goals. It sounds silly because goals are always important things. You know what I'm saying? Goals win games for you. Games win, goals win tournaments for you. Yes. Yeah, so like if Frankie added goals to his game and we saw this come in handy for football club Barcelona millions of times last season so like at the moment frankie de jong is just a different level beast he's a different level beast honestly i i i like people have rated him since i mean and i have rated him since but i always said he was overhyped then right now i feel frankie is right up there amongst the best 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 midfielders in the world right now deservedly so he had to improve a lot to for me for him to reach that level and now i feel he's at that level so i feel him in that squad is also he's also a leader he's also a leader you know what i'm saying he's also a leader and he, like he's just going to be so impactful in that midfield you have uh miralem pianich who isn't a bad player he's a good footballer of course but ronald Koma doesn't fancy him much and it's one of those shady deals you know why why take out arthur and bring in pianich i mean one of those deals that we have highlighted a lot of the times in the media and the news about how the former Barcelona board just did things that we didn't understand you have sergio busquets of course another all-time great player in my opinion I feel Busquets is alright. He's alright. Like he like it's a bit of Matich situation at Manchester United. Like, let me just explain. Matic is still a very good player in my opinion. I'm not directly comparing Matic and Busquets, of course. Busquets is of course far greater. But I feel that Matic has a lot to offer, but shouldn't play every time. But only like last season at least was was hardly playing him and that, that wasn't enough. I think he's good enough to play more. So it's the same thing as Sergio Busquets. I feel like Busquets shouldn't be playing every game for football club Arsenal. But he should also play well enough. He's still that good. He's still that alright. And Coutinho is now the big asterisk set to how good Barcelona can be. And now I agree. There might be a certain bias with this analysis because I am a Liverpool supporter, of course. But being a Liverpool supporter makes me know just how terrific, just how good Coutinho was. 
like in his prime at Liverpool, both for Liverpool and both for Brazil national team. Let's forget about names here. Let's, let's forget about names and reputation. For the national side, Coutinho was the biggest bowler in terms of performances. If you doubt me, go and check the numbers. Go and check. Go and, go and check. Go and check it. National team club said Coutinho was unbelievable. And it was at this period, at this prime actually, when he was just looking like, like Coutinho kept improving after every week. It was getting scary. I had this conversation with my friend. Like Coutinho just kept on getting better. Just kept on getting better and better and better. And I don't know where, I, I like, I just saw no ceiling. You know, it was getting crazy. Very crazy. And Barcelona got him in this period. And his first half season at Barcelona, like, he wasn't the same Coutinho, but his numbers were there. His numbers were beautiful. He scored goals. I think double digits goals in the half season as well. So that was very impressive from someone who was not a striker. But I could see some changes. Of course, of course, there were always going to be changes. Of course, you come to a team with Luis Suarez, with, uh, with Leo Messi, with, with Sergio Busquets. It's different from how we play at Liverpool. Where the midfielders are not really, uh, they don't really hold on to the ball a lot and stuff like that. So for someone like Coutinho, he orchestrated play a lot. So a lot of usage rate in terms of him on the ball. So of course, it's going to be different. Now, the following season was just a disaster for Philip Coutinho. He got loaned to Bayern this season again after that. And he did, he had good matches at Bayern. He had really good, like at first it was like, oh wow, Coutinho, but now was the problem. Then he got injured. I think injuries, like to be fair, I think injuries have also been a big problem for Philip Coutinho. It's not like, he stayed fit for like a very long extended period of time and he has just been playing badly. Like, yes, he has had bad games, but also injuries come after that and then coming back from an injury, not really being able to get rhythm and of course, someone has already taken your place and stuff like that. Like we saw with Dembele. And of course, like you don't expect Coutinho to just come back in. Dembele has to keep playing and things like that. But I don't know, I believe there's still a player in there. Of course, it's still a good player. It's all about confidence. Uh, can Coman get him in that right mindset? Because... Yes, like, if they can offload Coutinho somewhere right now, I don't know any club that will be willing to spend big money on Coutinho. Okay, so this is what Barcelona should be thinking. I think they should take their chances on him for this season because we know what he's capable of doing. And if he can possibly pull it off, especially now Messi is gone, and this guy can actually now be the one to take the ball from deep and orchestrate things for football club Barcelona. So if we can get this out of Coutinho... Then it's better to keep him because if you want to go into the market and buy a player of this quality that can do this kind of things, like right now, I might not be able to even say one off the top of my head that can do this to a high level, has shown that he could do this to a high level at the top club. Of course, they are, but I'm just not just coming to my head right now. But if you're to get this kind of player, it's going to cost you big, big bucks. I mean, only money that Tana has is an account. Uh, anyway, yeah, big money. That's what's going to cost you. But. If you say you want to offload Coutinho right now, you're also not going to get a lot of high offers because, I mean, with him not even playing a lot of games, so people people don't even know where he is at in terms of his level as a footballer currently. People, the clubs don't know, so they will just they will just not go and, and uh, spend big money on uh, on Coutinho when they don't even know like how he is right now. He's not played in a long while since the beginning of last season. I mean, so it's tricky. So, but it's not just I, I feel they should keep him and try to get the best out of this top top class talent, which I shown he is. Then you have Ilyas Moriba, box to I love this guy, brilliant player. The energy is there. He's got the technique from outside the box. He's a willing worker. And with right management, he will be, he can be key for Barcelona. I think the midfield is the best part of football club Barcelona because they have a lot of interesting young midfielders. Let's not also forget Pedri, who has done excellently in his first season at Barcelona. You know, coming in so young and just took on responsibility and is a big, big player mentally, you know. For his national team as well, a big player mentally, relishes the opportunity and doesn't 
make his coaches regret what a player Pedri is. And we have the likes of Pedri, you have the likes of Busquets, who I've talked about. You have the likes of Coutinho, big Asterix on Coutinho. For me, Coutinho is the biggest thing here because I've established Frankie de Jong, world beater, world class player, one of the best footballers in the world, in my opinion. He, Barcelona have him, lucky them. You have Elias Moriba, young player. You have Pedri, young player, who are, both who have shown they are very good, actually. Then you have Sergio Busquets as well, very good as well. Sergio and, and Frankie. In the midfield, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not choosing lineups for Coma right now, you know. But these two, wow, you know what I'm saying? Top class. Sergio can't always play as I've mentioned. I don't know if Pjanic is going to stay. I don't know what's going to happen. You have Ricky Pig or Pug. I don't know how to pronounce them correctly. But Ricky Pig, I'll call him Pug. Ricky Pug. Uh, I believe he's a really good player. Coma doesn't fancy him much, and uh, you can understand why because you've got likes of Pedri who Coma gave an opportunity to, and Pedri is doing excellently well. Uh, yeah, but. I mean, Ricky is a very, is a very, is a very talented player. Like, I'm not even going to cap. He is very talented. I feel Barcelona's midfield is in a good position. If 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 they're not unlucky with injuries, if Coutinho can come back, if everyone can be fit, Frankie, like I feel they're in a good position. The midfield is good. The defense is too weak in my opinion, as I analyzed earlier. Now the attack is the big question mark. There are a lot of big names here. I'm going to use the word big name. Antoine Griezmann. I mean, Barcelona Griezmann. <sighs> Griezmann just hasn't lived up to the expectations that Barcelona has he. Uh, but he's also improved over time, especially in 2021. He came up clutch for the club a lot. But it's it's sad to see this happen to a lot of players when they move to Barcelona. Like Coutinho as well. Like this Gris this this way was some of the best footballers in the world. And like when Barcelona were acquiring them, I thought of course they were acquiring them with the hope that of them coming to Barcelona and being some of the best footballers in the world. You know what I'm saying? And now it's just like they are just half of half of half of half of, of of themselves, which is not good enough, which is not going to cut it. But with Messi gone now, let's see. Griezmann, I don't need to tell you how great Griezmann was. Unarguably one of the best footballers we have, uh, we had in the world as a 2016, 2017, 2018. Like Griezmann was unbelievable. You have Ansu Fati as well. I'm also not going to educate you on Fati, but before Fati got injured, he was without the shadow of the ball, but Barcelona's play of the season. Uh, and the season before that, which was like, I don't know if it's called last season or two seasons ago right now. Okay, this is not started, so let me say two seasons ago. He came and he came up clutch for Football Club Barcelona. He's shown elite mentality. He's ready to start for this Barcelona. So I don't know what Coman is going to do because, of course, he didn't get a lot of time with Fatih because he got injured. But Fatih is unbelievable. That's what I'm going to say. You have Memphis Depay, unbelievable footballer. You have Martin Braithwaite, a.k.a. Chris Brown, a.k.a. Investor. AKA the actual goats. Do not believe people who tell you that Messi is the greatest footballer of all time. It is Martin Braithwaite. Okay? That's what I'm going to say. If you know both, then you know this. Chris Brown, Martin Braithwaite, this dude here. I believe he's alright on the Barcelona bench. I don't believe Barcelona should ship him out. Like, Braithwaite's time at Barcelona hasn't been that bad. I mean, of course, it's not a Barcelona starting uh, striker quality. But Braithwaite is not bad. He's not bad. He's been a La Liga player for years and he did very, 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 very all right. Braithwaite was unbelievable for Leganese, of course. Uh, yeah, he was... I just I just love... Like, when you watch Braithwaite at, at Leganese and against this big size, even against Barcelona at the camp now, like, it was always exciting how we always give them a run for their money. Uh, so, I believe he can stay, to be honest. Like, not starting quality striker for Barcelona, but he can stay. Honestly, Braithwaite can stay. He can you have Dembouz, Osman Dembele, Dembele, Dembouz, Dembouz. I love Dembouz. 
Uh, I love watching Dembo's actually, but not 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 videos of him playing. I mean, videos of him in the French camp. Like, he 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 likes playing a lot of pranks and he likes dancing. I like that Dembele. You know what I'm saying? I love those kind of Dembele content. Uh, but uh, sadly, the reality is that that's actually the only Dembele content we get because Dembele is uh, he's never on the pitch. Yeah, he's just never there. Like we don't see him. You know? Yeah. So I just stick to watching Dembele dancing with Pumba. Hey, 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 those videos are so fun, man, you know? Yeah. But back when Dembele still used to make a few appearances on the pitch, uh, Dembele is massively talented. So he's so electric. Left to right. I have no I have no faith in Dembele. I'm not gonna give Barcelona fans hope with this pod, okay? No chance I'm doing that. But Dembele is also just like Kutsuyu. Big asterisks there. Can Dembele step up? Can Dembele be fit? I don't think he can. And Usman Dembele, if you're listening to my podcast, I don't think you are. But if you are, I want you to be fit. I never wish injury on any person. You know what I'm saying? But like the injury record is just not decent at all. It's so bad. And I, like I won't go into a season ten about Snuff fans. Let's hope Dembele is fit because it will most likely not happen. Sadly, sadly for the guys, it's a sad thing. You know, I'm not saying this with a smile on my face at all. It's sad, but it's just the reality. I'm not. I even have more hopes of Coutinho staying fit than than Dembele, if I'm being honest. And you have Conaguero, of course. I don't need to tell you anything about Conaguero. So this squad is in a tricky position. Now, what are what are what are the what are the what are the requirements for this season to compete? I feel first of all, this Barcelona squad is going to get a lot more worse because I don't know what they're going to do because of this their financial situations. I think Barcelona is still going to involve themselves in a lot more deals just to like improve their current situation financially. They are going to do that, and and some of these guys who have analysed. We will have to leave the club, uh, sadly or happily. I don't know what I'm saying, but yeah, they will have to leave the club. What I can say is this: but it's not going to compete in the La Liga 100%. Like this is now where Ronald Coman comes in, in my opinion. I feel this squad is good enough to compete in the Liga because the general level in the La Liga right now, in terms of the quality of their own rivals, Real Madrid, it, it's 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 not good. It's not in a good place. We can't we can't even deny that. You know what I'm saying? We can't deny that. It's not in a good place at all. It's not remotely close to being in a good place as well. So, they have a chance. So, I'm not saying Barcelona can't compete because, oh, this Barcelona squad is so fantastic. They have world-class midfielder like Tana in there. No, not because of that. But because their rivals are also not really in a better position roster-wise. I mean, they lost their two-star team centre-backs. And even with those two dozen centre-backs, the team was already on a decline. I mean, all the guys are aging. No real spark there. Like, you get what I'm saying? So they can really challenge them. And for Atletico Madrid, like Atletico have a chance to actually carry that momentum and go again and believe that. I mean, there's no better uh, morale giver. There's no other booster than Leo Messi leaving Barcelona for Atletico Madrid. Like El Cholo can finally say, yes, Leo Messi, my nemesis is gone. Finally, let's get at it again. They are, bo- they are stronger than Barcelona Real Madrid. On paper... And psychologically, and I feel Atletico Madrid have every like their favorites. They have to be pronounced as favorite now. I feel like other times when they've won trophies or when they've gotten to finals, it's been it's been applauded as a fantastic achievement, a good achievement because you've had the likes of Barcelona's and Real Madrid's and Bayern's or whatever in this tournament, and Atletico still managed to to go on and win it or go on and compete in the latter stages. But right now, I'm saying it right here, right now. What's today's date? Eighth of August. That. Atletico Madrid are the favourites for La Liga. I do not care. They have to win the La Liga. And if they don't go on to win the La Liga, then I will question them. They just have to do it. They are the best 
they are the most stable side right now in that country. And for the Champions League for Football Club Barcelona, no chance. So all in all, in summary, I must say it might it doesn't seem to be the most exciting season for Barcelona on paper. From my analysis, which you've listened to carefully, I believe, uh, of each and every footballer and what they can bring and how everything gels together uh, to to form the squad as a whole and how good they are really. Like as I've mentioned, the midfield is actually the most uh, exciting part for Barcelona. They are good part, they are bad part. Now, of course. The thing is, I don't trust Atletico Madrid in terms of being clutch and in terms of being there. I mean, last season, they almost gave away their 10-point lead or 11-point lead or whatever. They almost gave it away, you know. And the problem was, when they were slipping up, Barcelona were not there to capitalize on it in the same moment. In those exact last games, to capitalize on it, that is the problem. I feel Atletico Madrid are not faultless. They almost likely do something crazy and maybe slip up. I do not trust them. A tiny bit. I'm just saying their favorites based on the squad, on paper, the coach, this the stability at the club. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that Leo Messi left, it's going to be a huge morale booster for them as well. So everything seems perfect. Whereas even Leo Messi's departure for Barcelona is going to bring down the morale in the camp. So like everything, um, everything considered, you know, uh, Atletico are favorites and should be favorites. But doesn't mean I trust. Doesn't mean I'm saying they'll win it. But what I want to see from this Barcelona side is that if Atletico are slipping up then Barcelona are there to capitalize on it and win points and probably go ahead to win the league or close the gap. It would be a shame if Atletico are dropping points and Barcelona are not there to capitalize. For the rest teams in La Liga, the likes of Valencia, who a few seasons ago under Marcelino were actually doing, they, 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 were, they, were, they had something interesting going for them. They were certainly a top four club, a Champions League club. Uh, they were the kind of club that could always beat these teams. Valencia is no more that... We can look at Sevilla under Lopetegui. Maybe we can see something for them. I mean, they were in the, they were in the title race until the last few, uh, like the last three, four games of the season last. So let's see what Lopetegui Sevilla has as well. But apart from that, I expect Barcelona to finish second in La Liga this season with all things being equal. And if Atletico somehow messing up, because as I said, I don't trust them. I've said this like 200 times, but I'm just repeating it so you remember this. I don't trust Atletico. I just believe they should, they should, the pressure should be on them to win. Barcelona should be there. And for the Champions League, well, Barcelona, no, not this time. Not this time at all. Like, this team is going nowhere near that, that trophy. Nowhere near. So, what I have to say all in all is, like, this is not going to be the most exciting uh, season for Barcelona fans. It isn't. But it's bound to happen. It It is a rebuke. Just lost the greatest footballer of this era, of the Tana era. Yes, the Tana. I'm kind of saying it a lot so that it's 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 engraved on your brain. This is my era, you know, I own, I own this place, man. Yeah, so... Uh, Barcelona have to rebuild, you know what I'm saying? It's another era under the Tana era. I mean, Messi is gone now. It's still my era though, but the Messi era of Barcelona is over. Yeah. And this rebuilds always come for every team and uh, some some uglier than the others. I love the way Bayern kind of like slowly eased into it. You know what I'm saying? Like you've seen a lot of young players at Bayern right now. Like a lot of these guys like Kimmich, Goretzka, these guys are in their mid-20s now. And they've just been able to ease. We saw Gnabry's impact, Coleman's impact. This guy is like... Bayern do a lot of good stuff, you know what I'm saying? And it just didn't seem like... Yes, there was a season that seemed like Bayern were bad. And that was the season where Liverpool trashed them at the Allianz uh, Arena. But still, they won the league. So, like, it wasn't like they were bad. But it, people just had that opinion, okay, Bayern were bad. But, like, they won the league, which is still a fantastic achievement. Uh, so, yeah. So, I feel like... But more often than not, the uh, transition phases are not so smooth. So, if Barcelona can possibly maybe compete in the cup, win the Copa del Rey, of course, their Copa del Rey merchants... And uh, yeah, I don't know, finish second or maybe if I let go mess up first, then uh, yeah, 
who knows it's not going to be that bad but i mean Barcelona fans should just embrace themselves and get ready for a very trophyless season and i am lutana oroche please i know you just enjoyed yourself massively uh, in terms of football entertainment uh analysis given in such an entertaining manner i mean you don't hear it on any other podcast i'm very serious you don't i mean tell me if you do but look at how much information look at how much analysis that has gone into this podcast in terms of analyzing this squad player by player in under 30 minutes and also giving you some real 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 good entertaining moments i mean don't cap there's no other podcast that does this stop stop flying to yourself i just want you right now to just take your hand slowly slowly go to subscribe give us a perfect rating if it's possible to give us six over five i believe that's what we deserve i'm not forcing you to though but like i feel that's what we deserve though yeah anyway consider subscribing because this is what tells the algorithm of course i tell them to talk podcast it's still very valid that people still love it so please do not just listen and go it's unfair please you just ha- if you enjoyed it then just have to find a way find a platform that you're going to give us those ratings and give us those good comments i am lutana urche for the fourth time on this podcast saying this and yeah i think i need to go right now and uh for anyone who like wants to give me some advice on romance uh you can just slide into my dms you know what i'm saying i won't i don't need it though i don't need it but like it's 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 okay if you just like give me understand like it's yeah yeah i'll i don't need it but just tell me yeah okay bye the Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.